0: Hello, hello. Welcome back to Loki's Librarian. If you are new here, welcome. I am your librarian, Katrina. This is where I'm reading through the enormous library of books that you see behind me, and then I give you a quick synopsis and tell you what I think about them. So if you like books, just aren't sure what to read next, hit that subscribe button, like and share my videos, and let me know what you think in the comments. Okay, yeah. Okay, so you're going to wrestle in here instead. No, you have to lay down. You have to lay down. No, stop. That's not for you. You are too young to drink. Thank you. This week's Book of the Week was suggested to me by a friend on Instagram um, several times, actually, before I actually got the hint that he thought maybe I should read this book, which is... Boom. The Five Rings, the new illustrated edition. This is Miyamoto Musashi's Art of Strategy. This particular translation was done by David K. Groth. And the accompanying cocktail is a samurai old-fashioned which is two ounces of barrel-aged shochu, one teaspoon of sugar, three dashes of Angostura bitters, one splash of soda water, and an orange peel to garnish. So let's do this. Um, This one is not going to take very long, so I am literally jumping right into this. Oh, you want back out now? Don't wrestle in the hallway. Freya, you going out? Wrestle in Dad's office with the door closed. Not that they have thumbs to close the door, but there it is. I don't know how much sugar. It says a teaspoon. I just kind of heaped it up. It's probably more sugar than it should have, but whatever. So, Miyamoto Musashi was or is well known as the greatest swordsman Japan ever produced. And a quick biography of him was included in the translation. And Miyamoto was born in 1584 and died in 1645 and did a whole bunch of interesting things in between there. You know, famous duels that he fought and became all known for having his own individual style. And so in the twilight of his years, he wrote down his strategy and his book of five rings, uh, which essentially was five scrolls detailing his philosophy his martial philosophy if you will and i don't want to go too much more into that biography because i kind of want to read a book specifically on miyamoto i I added that to my wish list for amazon to buy next year so i'm not going to do too much more on that one splash of soda water wait how much bitters how much bitters should i say three dashes three dashes and a splash of soda water technically using club soda, not soda water, but that's okay. I'll be fine. Splash. Combination bar spoon muddler. Basically, just have to make sure the sugar's dissolved. So however well-known Miyamoto may have been as a swordsman in his day, his book of five rings lasted what, 350 years after his death as a book of philosophy, which is pretty remarkable because he actually recommended that each of his students burn their copies of the scrolls after they memorized them. So assuming they each followed his instructions and did exactly that, that means that after they burned their scrolls, they then had to rewrite it down, which does beg the question how much of this is actually handed down word for word and how much of this is just memory. And don't get me wrong, I'm not in any way, shape or form Fault or saying that memory is faulty. I mean, obviously it can be. Human memory is very foible. But the oral tradition is far older than a written tradition by, by necessity. Writing mean, writing is only a couple thousand years old, and humanity has been around for a lot longer than that. So we know an oral tradition is definitely stronger. That's muddled enough. This, this is a philosophy book more, I mean, as much as it is a strategy book for the how tos of war. It's a philosophy book. Like a lot of it reminded me very strongly of Marcus Aurelius' his Meditations, and uh, Jordan Peterson, believe it or not, the Twelve Rules for Life and Beyond Order, or yeah, beyond, yeah, Beyond Order. That was the second book. So that the, it reminded me a lot of that. So there's as much psychology and philosophy as there is wartime strategy, w- which is solid, right? That's what you would expect to see in hell was that in the greatest swordsman who ever lived Um, you would expect to see doses of all these especially because he was I don't want to say a warrior monk I'm not sure if monk is an accurate statement but he was definitely a philosopher Um, and he was an artist he was a well-known polymath in his day polymath meaning that he was an expert in many fields not just one sort of that jack of all trades master of none is oftentimes better than master of one well he was a master of many this just stir for ten seconds, so I'm supposed to add one large ice cube. I don't have one large ice cube, so I'm just gonna add ice, okay, so the five rings translation I read. Uh, it includes the five rings which are ground water fire wind and emptiness but then it also includes Miyamoto's other works which are the 35 articles on strategy and what is most likely poetry in Japanese but it's more general life guidance when translated into English and that's t- titled the path walked alone to try and get just a little bit of orange peel without cutting my hand off always a challenge express the orange peel and drop it in Somewhere out there, I'm sure there's a bartender who's screaming at the camera right now. That's okay. So what are the five rings? Uh, let's start with ground because ground is, is the basics, right? Ground starts, it's almost autobiographical. I quote, starting in my youth long ago, I set my heart on following the path of warfare. So ground is strategy, the importance of strategy in warfare and fighting in general. Uh, strategy is the practice of the warrior class. At least according to Miyamoto, but he also acknowledges that strategy has use in other areas of life. Um, I I mean, all things in life require strategy. Now, he uses like a carpenter uh, and I think he said a sake maker was the other one he really laid out as needing to make sure all of your tools are there in order, in good working order, ready to go. That's strategy. That helps you to plan out your path and make sure that everything is done as efficiently as possible. Basically, get the most bang for your buck. Um, and that will ensure success in your endeavor, right? However, given that the five rings was written with a more martial bent, take strategy as a means of learning how to navigate battle, both single combat and battlefield strategy. I'm using my Ron Swanson glass. So. Hmm. Barrel aids. So shoe. That's not too bad. It's got a bit of a bite to it. Uh, it's just it, it, it. It's a form of Japanese whiskey. It's boom single grain barley. So this one's barley. It's not bad. Um, and then of course the rest of it's just a standard old fashioned. Uh, it's not bad. Okay. All right. I can go with that. Moreover, as more Miyamoto clarifies few care to follow the path of the warrior and this is for two reasons okay first warriors in their own right must follow two paths you have the path of scholarship and the path of warfare now a lot of of warriors back then were all too happy to follow the path of the sword the path of warfare but the path of scholarship might not have been to their interest or liking and for Miyamoto, this was a great failing, because how can you truly say you're an artist in your craft if you're not following the scholarship that goes with it? And it doesn't just mean studying just warfare, and this is what made him a polymath, because he studied poetry, he studied art. That, that, you know, He was a painter in his day, as well as, as a writer, and the warrior, and, and, and so he had quite a few um, accomplishments under his belt, if I'm given to understand from the brief introductory biography. So, and he says this is necessary to follow his way, to follow his ground, his strategy, is you have to follow both of these. You have to be the scholar and the warrior. So a warrior poet, if you will. And you, you, you see reflections of this in modern American military where officers are required to have a university degree. Um, heck, you even see it in the fictional book, Battles or Starship Troopers, that I read a few weeks ago, where when you were put into an officer candidate they sent you to school now you didn't have to have the degree prior to they would educate you on your own but you are required to have this advanced degree specifically to to cover warfare Um, and and that's all ties back to his belief that to truly study strategy and war you need to have scholarship behind it it's not just a blind leap Miyamoto continuously repeats the need for the study of strategies so ground is almost entirely dedicated to strategy and I think for Miyamoto strategy was more important than anything uh, to quote quote to train so that it will be useful at any time and to teach so that it will be useful in all things this is the way of strategy. Uh, it's, a con- it's a continuous ongoing process, all right. To, to train so it will be useful at any time, it, it's that training your body so that you can immediately react appropriately in any given situation, and that that ties back to a level of stoicism as well, right? Not you don't always have to react up here. Sometimes the best reaction is down here. Sometimes the best reaction is no reaction, and you learn all of that through following his path, his way of strategy. Now, having opened with those comparisons, Miyamoto spells out in his own words. So, ground is to present the way a strategy. Water explains how water takes on the shape of whatever container it fills. And so, water explains Miyamoto's style of swordsmanship, which is to say he had no particular style. Instead, taking on the lessons and style of everyone that he ran across and could absorb. So, he learned everything he could from everybody, even his enemies, because you never knew what was going to be the most important step in your next battle and so he studied everything and everyone even people he disliked because this would broaden his own horizons that's an important thing that also goes to the way of scholarship not just limiting yourself to what you agree with but studying everything even those you disagree with this does not bode well for my future for my future reading list I'm gonna have to pick up some books by people that I despise I just know it This is gonna be rough Basically, be a sponge. Um, Be a sponge in learning. It opens your mind to a myriad of lessons and ways of thinking. And there's strategy in that. Fire is specifically about combat. Some of this is widely acknowledged battle advice, uh, like keep the high ground, keep the sun at your back, control the battlefield. Details can determine the victor. Uh, People often talk about missing the big picture due to focusing on minute details, you know, that, that not seeing the forest for seeing the individual trees. Miyamoto points out that sometimes you should absolutely focus on the trees, but also see the forest as a whole. So strategy is seeing all sides of everything, the big picture and the small details. This is important for strategy, especially in warfare. Wind is the fourth ring, and Miyamoto spells out in this scroll discussing why other schools of training and strategy get it wrong, but he does so without actually naming any of these other schools, which is smart. Um, In 21st century parlance, is focusing on his own branding as correct without giving any free advertising to the competition by specifically naming their brands. So there you go, 21st century metaphor thrown into 16th century writing, 17th century writing, 17th century writing. Now, emptiness is his fifth scroll, and in emptiness, Miyamoto discusses that once you have mastered the above four principles, you let them go. You become naturally free and gain understanding of the appropriate rhythm for any moment. Strike at the right moment and hit your mark every time. Don't always react up here, sometimes you react down here. That's, that's emptiness, that's that instinctive knowing in a situation of what is the correct response. I can see where this would take a lifetime to master. I, I'm I like to think I'm generally good at responding appropriately, but I know I'm definitely miss the mark sometimes and so, but I'm still learning, which is why I'm reading, right? Now, reading through this, the one scroll that I found least useful for me was water. Uh, that was scroll was almost entirely dedicated to the use of swords. and I mean, there are definitely people who use swords in the 21st century, uh, but it's generally a hobby. It's not an actual warfare thing. Uh, while guns were a known quantity in the 17th century, when Miyamoto was the finest warrior in Japan, they were not the prevalent mode of warfare. And Because they required several minutes to reload, they weren't always reliable. Hitting the mark was mm, guesswork more than anything. It was more like a lucky shot rather than actual aimed, targeted projectiles. They hadn't invented rifling yet, so it was really just a crapshoot. And in Japan, they had archers, but swords were the preferred methodology and were dominant on the battlefield at least this is my understanding based on this book I could be dead wrong on that I am not versed in 17th century Japanese warfare but I feel like I'm more or less right on that um I'll learn more next year and if I'm wrong then hopefully I'll remember this and correct it you know I may have completely pickled my brain by then and not remember that I said this whatever there will be somebody out there willing to correct me uh, the rest of the five rings or scrolls had solid philosophical thought behind them, so much so that I'm kind of thinking about recategorizing this from like my Japanese history section to my the philosophy section of my library, because it's pretty solid philosophy. Uh, now the last two sections, the 35 articles on strategy and the path walked alone. The 35 articles on strategy, it's almost like a Cliff's Notes version of the five rings. It, it's a short retelling of the scrolls, just read kind of a quick synopsis of what's in them. And the path walked alone, they could almost be, well, they're not wrestling in the office. They just ran down the stairs. The path walked alone could be words of wisdom that are kind of pinned on your refrigerator door and expounded on by philosophers and psychologists. Um, Do not ignore them any ways in the world. That's, that's just one, right? So they're kind of, that's see that as there is more than one way to skin the proverbial cat, right? Some other part of the world might know a better way of doing things. So if you limit your focus to just what's in front of you, then you're limiting yourself in so many ways. Don't sink into the hubris of assuming that you know everything just because you're from California. You're from Texas. You're from England. You're from Japan. There's a big world out there So a lot of countries out there, somebody else knows something you don't. And that's basically a guaranteed. Also goes back to if you think if you're the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. That also probably applies here. Uh, Think little about yourself. Think more deeply about the world. And that's true words of wisdom for this completely self-centered world, right? People are so wrapped up, so involved in themselves. Even, actually, especially, especially the people who say, oh, well, we gotta take, you know, the, the climate change is is a drastic, horrible tragedy, and we have to bring the government in to fix everything. Governments don't fix anything. That is actually not caring about the world at all. Dictating how other people live their lives is not caring about caring about the world. That's making yourself feel better at the expense of others, which is a direct violation of this one. Hold no regrets about your personal affairs. And stand behind your decisions, right? You cannot change the past. All you can do is learn from it. There, and those are just kind of a few of the words of wisdom that are on the path walked alone. Uh, do not be jealous. Do not complain or, about or blame others or blame yourself or others. Do not hold on to old equipment in order to pass it down to posterity. If it's junk, get rid of it. Uh, do not seek to be rich in your old age. Well, look, there's there's one thing to be comfort to to have enough money to be comfortable. It's another thing to hoard wealth. And and I am not necessarily like taking a dig at like the the Jeff Bezoses and the Elon Musks, all right? Don't get me wrong. They certainly worked hard and they earned it and I don't think they had stock exchanges in 17th century Japan which allowed for compound interest and compound wealth which incidentally is how these guys got rich it's not like they were just working paycheck to paycheck and putting money in savings they invested it and that's how they got rich seeking to be wealthy at the expense of others is, is a problem and that's more a thing that the politicians do they seek to be wealthy at the expense of others witness the Nancy Pelosi's who get paid you know 150,000 dollars a year but are multi-millionaires off of her what 60 years in Congress woman is a lizard um that's getting wealthy off the backs of others Hmm. that was more of a tangent than I meant to go on none of that was in there I literally just riffed that bit hmm this book is wisdom for a happy life and a life well lived it it, it truly is I mean it's centered around the philosophy of warfare but it's a philosophy that could be expanded out to um carpentry it's it's like a Zen Buddhist way of thinking that, that that Zen and the art of motorcycle maintenance, that learning curve, that's part of the art of happiness, right? The uh, 12 rules for life. Jordan Peterson's book is valid. Okay. I know people, I I know people don't like to hear that. I know he's the big, bad, scary boogeyman of, you know, ideologues everywhere, but there's a reason his book became such a massive bestseller. Right, And it's not because he's a bad guy and people wanted to decry what he was doing. It's because his book offered something in this world gone mad with ideology. And that's why it did so good. This book is probably not for everyone, right? The philosophy is good. I feel like this is the sort of book where the wisdom could be better absorbed as a daily reading. Like, pick one stanza, read it, and meditate on it see what you can absorb from it, like write them out on a deck of I shouldn't say somebody's gonna do this somewhere and I'm not gonna get any credit for the idea. Maybe I should do it. That would be brilliant. I'm not sure what the hoops I would have to go through to how do you get the copyright on a 350 year old manual? Hmm. Put each stanza on a card, like like almost like a tarot deck playing card sort of thing. Shuffle it up, pull a card a day and meditate on it. You don't have to necessarily read them in order. But that would be a way to absorb these lessons. Uh, Reading it this fast in a week, I feel like I missed some parts. Like maybe if I went back and did this, I might get more out of the Scroll of Water. I don't know. Um, But it could be studied alongside Buddhist texts, the I Ching, Marcus Aurelius, a lot of the Stoic uh, philosophers. And there's some deep insight in this book, and it merits further study. And like I said, I had to kind of read through it fast because reading a book a week, I, this one could have been slowed down considerably and studied in detail. And that's it for this week. If you liked what you saw, don't forget to hit subscribe, and I will see you guys next Sunday.